Regardless of where you are on your fitness journey, the foundation for your success hinges on the habits you live by. The Pro Fitness Podcast and community connects you with top trainers to motivate and empower you to maintain a fit and healthy lifestyle. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Pro Fitness Series Podcast. Today, I'm joined by personal trainer Javier Gutierrez. Javier, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Tony. This is great. Uh, you're the first one, and so you know I'm excited to jump into this and, and really get people motivated uh, about fitness if they're not already and, and up their level if they already are. But tell me a little bit about, uh, we were just talking offline, that you're not just a personal trainer, right? Well, the the name personal trainer, a lot of people just specifically, I mean, I, I it's very broad, so I like to say, you know, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a coach, um, I will help you with your health, with your fitness, with your nutrition, with your mindset. It's all kind of all com- combination of in one. And I think you essentially need little bits of everything, you know, to live a successful life. So some people you that are my clients will call me a coach. Mm-hmm. Other people would say he's my personal trainer. So yeah. Cool. And, and I want to make sure I, I, I address that correctly just because it is, you know, but we get so tied up on, on titles and, and what someone is supposed to right. do or be in that title. But, you, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's a title. Exactly. So to me, I want them to know, hey, he's, he's just a good guy who helps me with a lot of things. My life is better because of him. I love it. I love it. Now, you're very passionate about fitness. How would you, you even get started in, in this field? So I've been in fitness for for over you know twelve years now. Um, I've always been loving sports. High school, college. I went to Mexico to play basketball, baseball professionally. Wow. Um, and then I came back to the U.S. So to me, it's always been a part of me. Um, I love it. The aspect of it. And the crazy part is I take care of myself a lot better now than I did back when I was playing. Wow. Because you know I really know understand the value of health and fitness mentally as well, not just physically. So that's how it all started with me. It's always been a part of my life. Um, at some point in time, I gained a lot of weight, then I had to lose it again. But I had the knowledge and the ability to say, you know, I can do that because I've, I know how to do it. A lot of people don't have the advantage, so that's where I come in to try to help them. No, and I'm sure just at a younger age, we, we care about different things, right? <laughs> we may not place as much of a value on the things that, that through wisdom and experience come uh, and change us, you know, ultimately. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's the things you learn along the way. That's just life, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now tell me about Mexico. So p- playing professionally, and I'm sure you took away so much from that in, in terms of the, the fitness aspect of things, but yeah, what was that like being a, a professional athlete in a different country? Or, but you're from Mexico originally, right? Well, I was born here, but I lived oh, you, in Mexico for gotcha. over 10 years and that's where, gotcha, you know, I gotcha, played. Gotcha. So, I mean, playing was amazing. Um, just traveling, you know, getting to the camaraderie of a team sport, those are just things I love. So yeah. I still love to be a part of. That's why I like to coach a lot of people who do these things. And that's where I consider myself still like, hey, I'm a coach. But it's something where it's like it was a great part of my life. And I learned a lot of things from it. And I also learned a lot of things not to do from it. So just a part of life, again, is is really understanding, get the good points, don't do the bad points, yeah. and kind of just learn and grow from there. Take me through your approach in terms of how you uh, work with your clients. You know, First of all, I guess it's just one of those things that even for myself, this is not something that, you know, I'm this fitness buff, never have been. And and, and for me, sometimes the, the crutch of, I don't want to say choosing, right, but even just even picking up a, a, a workout regimen or understanding what I'm supposed to be doing, let alone who I should trust and, and right. what style of, of, of training they provide. Tell me about what it is that, that you do and how you provide that service to your clients. So my approach is very personalized to whatever the client needs. And and what I mean, I mean, I'm working with an 80-year-old versus I'm working with somebody who's a professional athlete. There's two big, obviously, differences in the way you train them and the way you coach them. 
but my philosophy is finding what is that what that person needs the most. Sometimes they know it, sometimes they don't really know it, and really just getting them to live a better functional life, moving better, performing better day to day. And that is where I try to find the ways where I can help them do that physically through, you know, fitness, through health, through nutrition, and then through the mindset approach. And through the mindset approach, like I guess that's probably the, the the most important thing, right? I agree. I mean, that's one of the things where I, I just love sports because it teaches you many things as you're not always going to win. And in life, you're not always going to win. You could do your best. And that's really all it boils down to is what are you going to do when in, in a game I struck out three times? Am I going to go up the fourth time thinking I'm going to strike out again? Or am I going to think I'm going to hit get a hit this time? So in, in the ups and downs in life and the ups and downs in whatever you do, it's always understanding that you have to have a short memory and you have to go on to that next thing thinking that you're going to hit a home run. And it almost seems like when you're talking about the the older uh, woman or, or you know, your star athlete or whatever, right, that you're automatically dealing with two different or very different mindsets. On one end, you have someone who's already probably performing at a very high level and mm-hmm. they're coming to you because they want to up their, their game even more, yeah. which says a lot about where their mindset's at to begin with. But how, how do you, and I'm sure that's just easy to, to work with, or maybe not, but um, in terms of the mindset for someone coming into this and saying, I've never done this before, or this is going to be you know, difficult, or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, you know, how do you prepare yourself mentally to be able to, to handle such opposing, I guess, thoughts? Yeah, well, that's the great thing where I love about this profession is you're going to deal with different people who think different ways. Um, but at the end of the day, regardless if I'm working with somebody who's a professional athlete or that 80-year-old grandma who's retired and just wants to play with her grandkids a little bit better, it's really just finding ways where you can get them to improve. And it's really understanding that they have to understand that this is going to be a a long road. It's not a short road. The first 30, 60 days, I always tell people if they haven't worked with anybody, it's really just about setting habits. You set your habits up for what you're going to do the next three months, the next six months, because it's not ending. And that's the, some of the biggest times, I guess, challenges is really having people to understand that in 30 days, you're not probably going to see groundbreaking results and maybe not even 60, but it's about building the, that foundation to get there. Yeah. And how do you even get the, to the point where someone's having that conversation with you who's decided to make you know, the, the plunge into getting a personal trainer? I feel like it's such a, a difficult thing for people to finally come to terms with or, or make that decision. Do you find that that's a really difficult thing? Like you don't even try to convince people anymore just because it's, it's, it's almost like a huge learning curve to overcome of why someone should hire a personal trainer. Well, I mean, I think the most successful people all have coaches for sure. In whatever field they're in a coach in this, a coach in that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's smart because that person should be, you know, above your knowledge and whatever you're trying to learn from him or her. So to me, it's like having people come to me and say, hey, teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do that. I am very honest with them and I'll tell them, hey, I'm right for this job. And maybe I'm not right for this job because maybe we're not going to really this is not something where I teach on a regular basis, but I know other people who do. So to me, it's really a founding that right connection, because just with the trainer, just like anything else, you have to have a good connection. You have to trust. You have to buy in. And then you have to really believe that he's going to take you to where you're going to get to. Yeah. And, and I guess when that trust building, you know, it, like you said, everybody's different in the way that, uh, we all respond to maybe even the same exercises very different. Right. And mm-hmm. h- how do you work with people who maybe are frustrated at some of those results and, and how do you pivot from, you know, an original plan? Like 
hey, this is what I thought to begin with, but man, I, I thought you'd even see some more results. Tell, yeah. tell me about some of those times or um, just, I guess, where you're at in that uh, and how you approach that. Well, how I generally want to have anybody approach any results is make sure that their goals that they think they're going to obtain, that they're reasonable. Sure. That, that's one of the biggest things. Some people may have 30 pounds in like 30 days. I mean, I could do that if I tell you just to drink water and maybe drink, eat some vegetables, but you're not going to like life. Right. You're not going to continue doing that for the next month. So my approach is always telling people, just be patient with me. Just understand that that first month, again, it's building habits. And just understand that it's a long process. I've been doing it for 10 years. I haven't stopped. So it's like I want to continuously get better. I understand maybe they're not going to work with me for 10 years, but I'm trying to teach them the habits so they can eventually do it themselves. What were some of those things that as you, because you mentioned before that um, you'd gained weight, you lost it, yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure it makes it easier to relate to your clients. Oh, yeah. Well, that does. Yeah, I think that helped me tremendously because I was at a point in my life at that point where I, I was about 260 pounds. I'm oh, roughly wow. about 200 now. Um, but very different body, obviously, based on how I built muscle through the years. But, you know, I was a pretty heavy dude. And not only that, my, my finances were in shambles. I was going through a divorce. So pretty much every aspect of my life was close to the rock bottom-ish. And I was able to obviously pick myself up from that. So I can relate to a lot of people, even though everybody's hardships is very different. Could be you're going through the exact same thing, but doesn't mean it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I can somewhat relate to the fact where I can say, hey, you know what, I've been there. I'm gonna teach you to get there, just get back actually from there, just like I, I did it myself. What do you find is, is I guess from that from a mindset standpoint or you know that the obstacle to overcome for most people including yourself in, in that where you want something different but you're just not taking the steps towards it right like what is that obstacle that you feel most people have to overcome if they want to make that uh that lunge towards a better life in general because like you said it seems like it's all tied to on some level i mean it's your body it's it's your mind but it's it's making choices that are going to benefit you in a positive way that lead to greater change in your finances relationships so on and so forth yeah am i hearing that yeah no absolutely you're, you're spot on and and for me personally the biggest obstacle is myself i mean there was nobody else i mean i could blame somebody else i'm sure that's an easy thing to do but at the end of the day if you look in the mirror you're the one who's making the choices nobody's doing it for you so it was my choice obviously to go into the bad habits that made me gain weight. And then I was dealing with some mental issues too that I needed to take care of. I was, I was doing careless things with my finances. And then I was doing other things that eventually I knew had to come to an end in order for me to make changes. So essentially you have to be tired of your own excuses to eventually stop doing them. And that's what I did. So to me, that's really that kind of aha moment where it's like, man, I've wasted this last year just making excuses. Man. It's the same New Year's, year, New Year's resolution every single year. So either I take the New Year's resolution and I throw it away because it's not important to me, or this year I'm going to actually start to prioritize it. So to me, th those are the things is like you just got to be really honest with yourself and you got to understand what am I doing that's not getting me there? What do I need to start doing that's going to get me there? Do you think you're pretty uh, attuned to when you get a new client or whatever and you can right away tell that maybe oh, yeah. you're not as committed? <laughs> Uh, you know, quick question if, if I get somebody is like, what are my results the first 30 days? That I'm not, You're asking the wrong question right there. Um, but it's okay because I like to make them kind of think about like, why is this 30-day gap window? I mean, why is it so important? Yeah. Like you got to think a, a little bit more, like I said, reasonable goals. Yeah. In 30 days, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not going to, you're not going to see a lot on the scale. 
Some people may, but it's not yeah, normal. You're going for that. But it's not normal. Yeah. And it's definitely not something where, like, if you do see a dr- dramatic change, it's not. It's going to be very hard to sustain because you're probably doing something very drastic. Yeah, and then like, there's only so much weight to, <laughs> to lose yeah. at that point. Eventually, right? your body will adapt and, and and do what it wants. But again, you have to pick something where it's like I can eat this way for for my rest of my life. For sure, I can exercise this way for the rest of my life. For sure, these are habits I can do. As opposed to this is not something I'm going to be able to do, but my coach is telling me to do it, so I'm going to do it for 30 days. It makes sense. Yeah. When now going back to 10 years ago, um, what were you doing fi- uh, professionally at that point? Uh, when I was going through my downs. Mm-hmm. So at that point in time, I was just finishing up playing. So I was. Uh, at, I mean, I was. So you thinking, spent a, you spent a career doing. Yeah. That, no, huh? I spent a while. So I was done with that, and then obviously, and I went through, like I said, a, a tough relationship with my marriage which now we're great friends. I mean, I was actually in her wedding a couple years ago. That's awesome. So uh, we were very good friends. But in that point in time, I was a very different different person. So to me, it's like uh, I was just at the bottom of, of my relationships with my with my wife at the time, with my parents. There was just pretty much everything I, I should have been doing a lot better. I wasn't. And I, it, it all boils down, like I said, I was just making a lot of excuses. Now, so, so basically after that is when you never took a gap then, like in terms of having another job, you kind of st- stayed in the fitness realm? Well, after that, I started fitness. I started training. Wow. and um, But before I actually got that really steamrolling, like harder, I really started, you know, taking care of myself a little bit better. Yeah. Because you can't really coach somebody if you, your your life's kind of in shambles already. For sure. So to me, it was like, t- what do I got to do to get myself back and, you know, forget about losing weight, just being healthy. Physically, mentally, taking care of my finances being a better father, because I was a dad, I am a dad, being a better son, and just being a better person. So sure. to me, I had to take care of those things myself. And after that, I felt good to the point where, like, now I can help somebody else do it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, do you have a, a, a program that if someone is looking for something, because it sounds like it's, it's very holistic. I'm not just hearing personal training, like you said. It, there is this coaching aspect of it, but it almost seems like you started, you understood the mental aspect of, yeah. of who you are. Right. And in that, like, I got to make these choices mm-hmm. and it starts with a choice. And so but from that, it, it's having a commitment to it and, and, and building upon that. Right. right. But, man, I, I mean, first of all, congratulations. because I don't think most people truly understand that and, and see that. But how much of your time do you spend coaching people on that emotional, you know, mental mindset aspect of of their choices? Uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, I, I mean, I do that sometimes solely, not, not even talking about the fitness realm. I mean, well, we'll just talk about, hey, you know, these are the stuff that you, you're doing right now. Let's just break it down. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Like, how do you spend your time? Is it getting you closer to you want to get to, or is it getting you farther away, or are you just standing still? Because even if you're just standing still, I think you're losing ground. Yeah. So to me, it's always finding that approach as far as mentally, and I always love to connect the mental muscle connection with whatever exercise you're doing. Because you really have to focus to get the maximum amount of, you know, profit from anything you're doing if you're really focusing mentally rather than just going through the motions. Yeah. So to me, it's all connected and having a healthy body, having a healthy mind. In fact, that's a that's a status and quote I'd hashtag I use all the time on Instagram because it's it's connected. I've rarely met somebody who has poor physical health, have great mental state. So to me, it's like those things combined you can really change your lives for the best. For sure. Now take me through the journey of when you actually started your business. What were some of those challenges that you had overcome? Because it seems like at that time, 
you know, you're learning to be you now for the first time, right? And right. It's like a whole new version of Javier. No, exactly. I mean, learning and learning comes at different stages. For me, it came later in life. Some people pick it up in their 20s, some people in their 30s, and there's no end date to where you're going to pick it up. You can pick it up whenever. But uh, when I finally started, you know, those things started going and I fart, started feeling some confidence from it because you start feeling confident from, from achieving things, from trying to do things. And then they go well and sometimes they don't, but then you find out a lot of character in yourself about how you react when they don't go well. So to me, it was all all the building and then I started, you know, taking on clients. And to me, the selling issue has never been an issue. I could sell if people wanted to buy, but I never want to sell something I don't believe in myself. So I really needed to believe in myself in order for you, yeah, I can help you, and I can help you, and I can help you. And then that was just giving me that trust and opportunity to do so. It's amazing. Now, as you think about your professional career and some of the uh, instruction, advice, coaching that you received from a, from a training standpoint, yeah. how is it so different now than it, than it was back then? Well, man, I, anybody will tell you who's been doing this for a long time. If you look at my first programs when I wrote down for my clients like 10 years ago, I laugh at it now because oh, it's no like... Way. Oh, wow. I, wh- what was I doing? And that uh, fitness has come a long way, I think. A lot of us, it, when you hire a good coach and a good personal trainer who's been doing it a while, they will personally probably tell you at the beginning, I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes on how I trade people. I would have done it this way. And I learned a lot of mistakes through myself on training because I've been training myself for so long. What works? What doesn't work? What is a myth? What is right? You know, what should I be doing? What is backed by science versus what, you know, people say works? So to me, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be very straightforward with my clients, with anybody I work with. This is what works. I'm not just going to lie to you. It's not going to be overnight. It's going to take a while. But I'm going to promise you, if you stick with it, you're going to see results. I'm curious, like, what are the consequences of doing things wrong? So as you look at some of those plans and, and, and you compare them to today, you know, what is it about it that... I guess, I don't want to say disgust yeah. you, right? but that you laugh at and go, man, what was I thinking? Well, you know, back then, you know, I always thought, you know, hey, for fat loss, I need to do a ton of cardio. Oh, interesting. Complete myth, number one. For fat loss, you need to take care of your diet. <laughs> so it's not so much of spending two hours on the treadmill, going out for, you know, because it's torture and you don't even like it. Right. To me, now the time in the gym is built to perform better, to build strength, to move better. The time with my fat loss, if that's the goal, is... I have to make sure I'm eating the proper, you know, the right way. Sure. So back then I didn't think that way. Gotcha. So back then also I thought, you know, hey, guess what? You have to eat a drastic low amount of calories, which will work, but it's not sustainable. So then again, it doesn't work long term. Mm-hmm. So I have to find that balance and everybody's different based on their body composition, their age, what they do for work. How many calories does your body need just to stay at the weight? That's going to fluctuate for everybody. And then at that point, you can start writing a plan that's going to work for that person and then modify it as it goes. It's amazing. No, and, and, and you're, you're right, though, but it's amazing that you recognize that and you're able to talk about it. So, yeah, you know, well, I think everybody honestly, should. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if if we look at anything we've done like five, six years ago and we kind of like, man, what, what, why? Why did I think of saying this to that in that instance? Or why did I think about doing this? But it's all learning process. Yeah. I mean, to me, it all worked out because I realized, hey. That was the wrong approach. What's the right approach? For sure. And now, one of the things I, I've always been fascinated and admire about you is just, you're, you're kind of everywhere, right? You're doing a lot of things. Yeah. And it seems to, to benefit you, not just in what you do in life, but also uh, in your personal training business. Well, what's, I guess, the, the, the greatest source? How do, you, how do you meet people 
that are interested in what you do. You know, the crazy thing is before, probably if you go back about eight to 10 years ago, I hated talking to people. Really? I was, I, I didn't like it. I got all nervous. Sometimes these words coming out of my mouth didn't even make sense. Wow. And I just kind of got past that phobia where it's like, you know what, in order to accomplish anything worthwhile, number one, you're gonna have to face your fears. You're gonna have to actually get out there and do public speaking. You're gonna have to get out there to meet people. You're gonna have to talk, tell them your story. And it's not even necessarily when you first talk with me, I'm not even trying to pitch you, hey, come work with me. I just wanna get to know you. I just wanna talk about you. You wanna hear stuff about me? Let's just have a good conversation. So to me, it's like that aspect of just starting to kind of go past that fear and then understanding, hey, guess what? Now I can do other things. What else is kind of scary that I haven't done for the last 10 years? I'm gonna to try to tackle that. Then you build on confidence in that, and that's when some of the magic of doors opening happen. You get, quote unquote, lucky. Yeah, for sure, right. Because you start going to the directions where you should have been all along, again, but for some people it just takes a lot longer. For me, I was one of them. I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, you know, I feel the same though about myself, so. Um, How do you feel, or or give me your thoughts, I guess, on on the the community itself, right? The personal training community. Because it seems like it's one of those things that Unless you you go into a gym where you know here you're here your personal trainers or whatever, that I I personally just haven't seen like a real tight knit community. Am I am I wrong on that? You know, is there? How, what was it like? How has it been for you? I guess being a personal trainer in in, in that sense of community. Well, I, I think some people maybe consider it like um, if there's three personal trainers in the room, there's two that should leave. <laughs> and there's too many. Um, but in reality, it's, it's everybody has different approaches, man. Right. There's so many people just this specifically in Chicago. How many people are in Chicago? I mean, there's no way I could help all of them. Right. So to me, it's like you're always going to try to help as many people as you can. And to me, it's just like there's room for the finish line for everybody. Yeah. Um, I, I think the community could, could improve, but I think just like anything else, it's just really dropping the ego and just saying, I can learn something from this person um, and just being open-minded and really feeling, what, what can this person do? How can we collaborate? How can we work together? What can I, I learn from him? What can he learn from me, et cetera? No, that's amazing. And I, and I see that so much in Chicago, at least with the opportunity where you have, you know, I, I see it more like in the culinary world with chefs mm-hmm. and how in other cities when you, when you hear about those communities they don't get along or chefs or whatever you know there's rivalries right yeah and here in chicago i just I've, i honestly don't really hear that it's it's more of this tight-knit but i'd love to see that change and evolve uh, hopefully through this podcast also that um you know that community comes together the, the the personal training and fitness community really come together because man it's it's a plague in society that we don't value it like we should. We don't value fitness, our own fitness, right? Our own right. health in that way that we should. And I think you're doing a great job of, of, of changing that. And I love seeing your messages on social media. But Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you're right. And I think, if anything, COVID has kind of opened some people's eyes. But in reality, it's, it's a shame where it's like some people don't understand the value of it till they don't have it. And maybe I don't understand the value of my health till some of the stuff going on in my life is, is causing negative health. So I, I, I'm always a part of the, obviously, aspect of take care of everything you have and be blessed with everything you have. So if I'm healthy right now, I'm going to do my best to keep it. And, of course, there's some things that are out of your control, but I'm focusing on the things that are in my control. And that's definitely what I eat, how I move, what I think, what I see, who I hear, I mean, what I hear, things like that. So that's definitely in your control. You can take care of that. I love that. Well, I appreciate you coming in. And if you guys are listening and you're 
someone who could benefit from Javier's services, whether you know, you're know you an athlete looking up your game or you're someone to, to improve your, your fitness, but also if you're a personal trainer out there that uh, would love to connect professionally, I'd encourage you to reach out to Javier. You can do so by clicking on the form below. But uh, Javier, thank you again. It's been an honor uh, and a pleasure to chat with you and wish you nothing but the best, brother. Uh, likewise, man. Love coming on these shows and I love coming on with you. Good seeing you again. Thank you, brother.